Hello, and thank you for listening to Cruising the Waves podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you cruise information right from the source, right from the people who work in the industry. Each week, I will be bringing you a new podcast with a representative from the cruise lines, river and ocean cruise lines, and also expedition cruises too. This way, you get the information straight from the source, factual information, not rumors or people guessing, but real information from those who work in the industry. Each week, I meet with my BDM, who is my business development manager from each cruise line. They have the inside scoop on all the news from the high seas. Remember to check out Plenty of Sunshine Travel on the web, and here you'll find all the group cruises that we have planned. We've locked in some amazing rates and some great perks too, so check those out. Also check out our YouTube channel, Plenty of Sunshine Travel on YouTube, to see pictures and videos of everything discussed here today. Want to get into the conversation? Visit us on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to post any questions you might have, and I'll be sure to include them in the next episode for you. For help in booking your own cruise experience that was discussed on this week's topic or any other vacation you could dream of, you can contact me at Kathleen at PlentyOfSunshineTravel.com. In this week's Cruise in the Waves podcast, episode number 64, we'll be meeting with Carl from Silver Sea Expeditions, and we're going to be going over some of their amazing itineraries. He's got some great announcements in terms of being back to cruising and how well things are going. And we're just going to be chatting about small ship cruising and how it is just amazing to get into those ports you cannot get into on those mega ships. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel. And remember to hit that share button. Over to the podcast. Thanks very much, Kathleen. Uh, If you do look at some of the previous recordings that Kathleen and I have made, you'll see um, a video where I'm talking about Antarctica and the Galapagos. We're talking about the Arctic. We're talking about some of our more far-flung itineraries, which I'll do here again. But the point I really wanted to get across today is that we are back in service. We're sailing again. It's okay to travel. It's not the way it was. Who knows if it ever will be. But uh, I was just telling Kathleen that I got back from the Galapagos about a week ago. So it was a very last minute thing. I was asked to go and and host some uh, tour operator partners of ours. Mm -hmm. And I spent a week on board the brand new Silver Origin in the Galapagos. And with all of the protocols in place, whether they're Silver Sea protocols, whether they were, in this case, American Airlines protocols, the protocols of the Galapagos government, so just getting into the Galapagos, things are working. Uh, Silver Sea, since mid-June of 2021, has operated between 45 and 50 cruises. We've welcomed over 7,000 guests, and we have had eight cases of COVID that were oh, caught. That's really a good ratio. Wow. Then ratio is insane. You know, mm-hmm. so four of them were caught before they ever embarked because that's one of the protocols is getting tested prior to embarkation. Mm-hmm. So four people tested positive and we retest just in case there's a false positive. But in any case, there were four people that were denied boarding, unfortunately, and they were refunded and they were, you know, helped. To, they were assisted in getting home. And then there were another four cases where we did discover where someone presented with symptoms. 
And our protocols were just, everything fell into action. We have put aside 5% of our suites as isolation suites. They have separate ventilation systems. Uh, They have negative air pressure so that when the door does open, the air from that suite does not go billowing out into the hallway. It's the opposite. Um, And then all of the protocols went into place. So Mm -hmm. once that person was, if it was confirmed that they didn't in fact have COVID, then they were put in full PPE gear. Uh, Guests stayed away from those corridors as we escorted those guests off the ship and then helped them on their way to do their isolation, wherever that may have been, but only four out of over 7,000. So it's, yeah, it's incredible. You know, as Richard Fain, the chairman of Royal Caribbean Group, Royal Caribbean Group, by the way, owns 100% owns Silver Sea. Mm -hmm. He has been saying from the beginning that what our intention is, is to make sure that sailing with us is safer than walking down Main Street. And I would say we're pretty close to that because four cases on board with over 7,000 people Mm -hmm. having sailed That is a minuscule number. So all of this to say that we are sailing again. And uh, so far in the Galapagos, we had an an Alaska season. Mm -hmm. We had a Greece season and we're still sailing in the Mediterranean, but not quite so focused on Greece now. And an Iceland season where we circumnavigated Iceland a couple of times. And we're currently sailing out of the UK and doing sailings around the UK. So those five destinations, more to come. We're going to start sailing in Antarctica next month in November of 21. And we intend to sail the the full Antarctic season, November, December, January, and February. And again, always collaborating with the local governments. And I'll give you an example. I'm based in Toronto. In order to travel through the US to Ecuador, first of all, to sail with Silver Sea, you have to be uh, fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And there are no exceptions. I know there are some people that cannot be vaccinated for different reasons. And we know that children under 12 cannot yet be vaccinated. I would have loved to have taken my eight-year-old son to the Galapagos, but I couldn't. He's not fully vaccinated. So there's zero exceptions. Everyone, all crew, all guests must be fully vaccinated. And you have to show proof of that vaccination. Uh, in order to fly through the U.S., and all of my flights happen to be on American Airlines, I had to have an antigen test. So I had that in Toronto. I had the results within hours and then flew two days later, I think, as long as that test was within 72 hours. Mm -hmm. Being fully vaccinated allowed me entry to Ecuador. And then once I landed in Ecuador, underwent a PCR test, courtesy of Silver Sea. Mm -hmm. Once that, uh, once I tested negative with that PCR test, that meant that I was allowed to embark the ship. So all of those tests just to get there and to get on board the ship, knowing that everybody on board the ship is fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. and all the crew undergo an antigen test every week, every Monday, the crew all undergo an antigen test. Mm -hmm. And then at the conclusion of the voyage in the Galapagos, we all flew back to Guayaquil. Those that require a PCR test were taken to a, a drive-through testing facility. There were just five of us that were coming back into Canada. The remainder were likely Americans, and, and they just required an antigen test. That was done in the hotel. Uh, a meeting room was set aside with a lab, mm-hmm. and that was all done. But it's all seamless. It's an extra step that we none of us had to go through before. 
but it's seamless. Um, as I said, we've been doing it for months and it is uh, it seems to be going really well. So I'll stop talking about us returning to sailing and show you what I think is a really lovely video. To all of you who have been yearning to travel, I'd like to say just one thing. It's time. It's time to go to the edges of the world and see that there is no end to discovery. It's time to go out and seek those hidden treasures. The most precious things on earth aren't things at all. is reopening. Open up to the world. Mr. McCurry, we're about to leave port. Would you please have this sent for me before we go? Certainly, sir. So a little bit about Silver Sea. Mm -hmm. uh, all of our ships are quite small. Even on the classic side of things, they range, uh, or sorry, uh, of the entire fleet, our ships range from a guest capacity of 608 down to 100 guests. So very, very small. On the classic side, <clears throat> so these are voyages to the Caribbean, the Med, the Baltics. Uh, these are uh, vessels where you would find up to eight dining rooms. There are the sort of Broadway style shows at night and singers and dancers and that sort of thing. Very traditional deep water cruising. Those vessels range from 388 guests to 608. The expedition side of things, which is what Kathleen and I talk about most of the time, mm -hmm. uh, those vessels range from 274 guests down to 100 guests. And 100 is the ship I was just on, the Silver Origin mm -hmm. in the Galapagos. So very intimate, ultra luxury ships, all suite accommodations. So all of our um, suites, there are, no, there are no cabins, they're all suites. Personalized service. Everyone has butler service, all suite categories, not just the upper suite categories. And when we say all-inclusive, that's for every suite category as well. So you get the butler service, you get Wi-Fi, unlimited Wi-Fi. Um, obviously, the food and drink is all included. You're never signing a chip for anything. Fantastic restaurants. Very, very um, um, just the, the cuisine and the wines and everything is, is fantastic. Um, we have one restaurant that is aboard a number of ships called La Dame, which is a fine French restaurant, which is sort of a tasting menu. And one of the things that those small ships allows us to do is to get into all these incredible destinations. So 2019, the last full year of sailing, we visited over 900 different ports of call, and it's the small ships that allow us to do that. Yeah. Even in the Caribbean, for example, with a small ship of 600 guests, we're going into ports in the Caribbean that the other big ships just cannot get to. Mm -hmm. And what's lovely about that is when you get into this other port in the Caribbean, first of all, they're happy to see us. They're not inundated with 2,500 guests and 4,000 and 6,000 guest ships every other day, mm -hmm. and three or four of them at the same time. So you know, an invasion of 15, 20,000 people in their right. town mm -hmm. uh, every day or every week or every few days. We're going down the coast past that port to another port that isn't deep enough to allow those big ships in. We get in. We're the only ones in town. 
the locals are really, really happy to see us. And you don't have to walk through a duty-free shop to get uh, to go ashore, to get into the port. Right. So yeah. it's a very, very different experience with mm-hmm. classic as yeah. well as with yeah. expedition. And I like that a lot, too, because they're not as Americanized or as touristy. It's the actual locals. And you're learning more about their culture and, and their things. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, we offer shore excursions in all of those des- destinations. But because it's a smaller port, many guests opt to do it on their own and just wander around and, mm-hmm. and as you say, see the authentic part of that island or 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 that town or or that that country that we're visiting so you know smaller villages in norway that we're going into along coastal norway instead of the ones uh, in addition to the beautiful sites that you would expect but also smaller villages and smaller towns that again the large ships just can't get into so silver sea was founded in 1994 and 14 years later silver sea expeditions was born because the thought at the time was, listen, we have this beautiful fleet of lovely, small, uh, ultra-luxury ships that are going to these remote destinations. Why not do that to the very most remote destinations, the Arctics and the Antarctics, that sort of thing? So uh, another fleet of vessels was acquired, and we started uh, in 2008. So the fleet of expedition vessels is currently made up of the Silver Wind. She's currently in dry dock in Poland. Uh, undergoing her transformation from a classic ship to an expedition ship, which means she's going to be given a higher ice class. The Zodiacs are being put on board. The kayaks are being put on board, that sort of thing. Uh, The Silver Cloud underwent that refurbishment in 2017. Mm -hmm. The Silver Explorer, super high ice class. She's a 1A, so we can get into some really probe and penetrate deeper into Antarctica and the Arctic through the ice. Um, she has a capacity of only 144 guests. And then the Silver Origin, which I mentioned, at 100 guests. She only has 50 suites. Amazing. And that small ship, and I know I keep hammering away at this, but it's the size of the vessels that affords us the opportunity to do things like this. Yeah. We're sailing under the Tower Bridge of London. So very often you'll see an itinerary that says London, mm-hmm. and beside it, it'll have brackets and say Southampton or Dover or Greenwich. Right. We're not doing that. When we say London, we mean London. London. So you're, you are really sailing up the Thames under the Tower Bridge and tying up beside the HMS Belfast in your downtown. Right. Or you're starting your cruise in London and, and um, sailing out the Thames, sailing down the Thames and out to sea as they did you know, for hundreds or they have been doing for hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of years. So yeah. an absolutely fascinating experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very, very inclusive experience. I mentioned it before, but I wanted to wait for this slide because it's not just all inclusive on board, but getting there as well. So we now send a car and driver to your home to pick you up, take you to the airport. Your international flights are included. If the timing is such that you require a hotel stay before boarding the ship, we include that. All the transfers, all the luggage handling, all included. Of course, everything on board. And then if your flight schedule is such that, or or our return time and flight schedule are such that you require a post-cruise hotel stay, even if it's a day room, we include that, your return flights. And then when you get home, there's a limo waiting for you to take you home as well. Amazing. So you end on a high note as well. That's great. Truly. Yeah. And on board, even things like the gratuities, Mm -hmm. all included, because we don't want you to ever have to reach into your pocket. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's all included. And on expedition, and I, I'll mention this now, 
all of the excursions that I'm going to talk about. So we talk about Zodiac cruising. We talk about going hiking on, on land in Antarctica, in the Galapagos, in the Arctic, all of these destinations that I'll mention. That's all included. You're, you're not paying for a kayaking excursion. You're not paying to get in the Zodiac and go see a polar bear. That's all included in the expedition, in the cruise fair when you're, when you're talking about expedition. Uh, sorry. So the expedition team. These folks, I like to joke that they've written books and had books about books written about them. Mm -hmm. It's not too far off. Um, the first woman to ever scuba dive in Antarctica in 1988 is one of our expedition leaders. Uh, a gentleman who overwintered at Rothera Station, which is one of the British Antarctic Survey scientific research stations, he spent 16 or 18 months, or sorry, I think it was 14, actually, 14 months at Rothra Station, but that means he spent a winter. So uh, that's no mean feat to no. spend a winter in Antarctica. He is one of our expedition leaders. Incredible. People who, you know, and we'll have ornithologists, glaciologists, marine biologists, polar historians, uh, relevant to the area that we're sailing in as well. And in the Galapagos, for example, they all have to be permanent residents of the Galapagos. So that speaks to the caliber of who is leading you on these expeditions. In terms of who's traveling with us, folks that are looking to get off the beaten path, they're typically pretty highly educated, mm -hmm. adventure seekers, uh, multi-generational families. We're seeing more and more of those. So parents mm -hmm. traveling with their children or grandparents, their children and the grandchildren all traveling together. Um, if you do land tours or if you've cruised with a river cruising, then this is exactly your style as well. And of course, wildlife enthusiasts. And in terms of activity level, I think some people hear the word expedition and they get very, very concerned that it's going to be a marathon or, a, or they have to be a triathlete to do this. Mm -hmm. Of course, we set a number of different um uh, levels, if you will. So when the expedition team is speaking with you the night before about the program the following day, listen, we're going to land on this site in Antarctica. One half of you will go Zodiac cruising in the morning, uh, the first part of the morning, and the other half we will take ashore. There will be a very, very casual hike along the beach, just beach combing and, and mm -hmm. learning about Antarctica and the penguins. There'll be a moderate hike up to a viewpoint or a penguin colony, and there'll be a more rigorous hike, which will take us up to the top of this uh, hill that's here. We can look over the other side, see the glacier calving on the other side, and then make our way back. So there are always options. Yes. And then once you've done that, you then have the opportunity to go and do what the other group did. So one group is Zodiac cruising, one group is, is hiking. Then it's your turn to go Zodiac cruising. And those who Zodiac cruised, it's their turn to go hiking. So well, always options. It's hard to make that choice. Like, what do I want to do? They both look great, but you can do both. So that's fabulous. Right. Yeah. yeah. The only time you may have to make a choice is if you want to go sea kayaking mm -hmm. when uh, the day permits and we're offering sea kayaking again, wherever it may be, whether it's in the polar regions in the Galapagos off the Northwest coast of Australia, you would have to forego one of those, uh, one of those excursions in order to go sea kayaking. But again, you will have been given plenty of notice and uh, you know, on a good on a day that affords a good opportunity to go sea kayaking, there might be two, three, four sign-up sheets for different times. And then you can choose the time that you'd like to sign up mm -hmm. uh, in, in conjunction with the activity that you're willing to give up that day. 
So again, you can't do two things at the same time. If you want to go kayaking, you'd have to forego one of the others. But typically, there are plenty of opportunities to do all of these things. So, mm -hmm. uh, so again, you don't have to be a triathlete. Uh, there are always options and you can see the sorts of activities that we're talking about doing here. And uh, I would say anybody that can climb a couple flights of stairs or play around a golf or walk around the mall for a few hours, you can do this or mm -hmm. you can do this in, in different, uh, different stages. All of these little white dots represent all of the places where we have ports of call. In the classic fleet, uh, so the, the Caribbean, the Med, et cetera, as well as the expedition fleet, but literally all over the world. So a couple of these, and I'm not going to go into too great a detail with some of these, but Africa and the Indian Ocean, Seychelles, so Zanzibar to Mahe. And Aldabra is where there is an amazing collection of giant tortoises. We think of giant tortoises as only being in the Galapagos. Mm -hmm. There are more giant tortoises on Aldabra than all of the Galapagos giant tortoises combined. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who say you've been there and you've done that, you take a look at some of these itineraries <laughs> yeah. because these are really far flung and getting you out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Very often we're the only ones here when we're sailing around these spots. And you can see how remote it is. Forget about a cell signal. Yep. There's Wi-Fi on board if you need it, but mm -hmm. you're likely not going to get a cell signal, but you're also not going to find a souvenir in a t-shirt shop right. because we yeah. really are. We really are out there on our own. But you're going to be making those really good memories, those memories with your family and your multi-gen and, and those will last a lifetime longer than exactly. you'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't buy those, right? No, not at all. Goodness. Especially so, now, you know, you're kind of looking back with everything that's gone on the last 18 months and those memories are so important. Yeah. And, and we're finding that, you know, people are booking now. Uh, they, they likely didn't book anything in 20 or they didn't travel in 20. Perhaps they didn't yet in 21. So they're really looking forward to 22. And it's really interesting. Our revenue figures are up mm -hmm. for 22 and 23. So we're back. Yeah. But our passenger number isn't quite where we want it yet because the people that are going mm -hmm. are going for longer voyages. Right. Rather than go for one week, they're going for two. Instead of one part of the Galapagos, they're doing both and they're doing back to back yeah. and never visiting the same uh, landing site twice. Or they're going into nicer suites or they're taking their family with them or they're doing some combination of all of those. Right. A larger voyage with their family or a longer voyage with their family in a nicer suite. Mm -hmm. um, because people are, some people are joking, calling it revenge tourism. <laughs> Yeah. Um, further into the Indian Ocean, so from Colombo, from Sri Lanka, all the way over to Singapore. And again, these are some really remote destinations that most people just don't get to. So, you know, if you really have been there and you've done that and you're looking for something very, very different, this is on a very small ship, 144 guests. Okay. So we can get into some tiny little spots. You're not fighting for elbow room on the ship. You're not fighting for elbow room to get off of the ship and go and visit these sites because there are so few of us mm -hmm. that are doing it. And some of these national parks rarely get visited by foreigners and an amazing opportunity to see some of these, uh, some of the flora and fauna of parts of the world that you may just never have thought of and, and you likely haven't been to. Right. The Kimberley Coast in Australia, this is the northwest coast of Australia. So from Broome to Darwin and from Darwin back to Broome, these are 10-day uh, itineraries. It's 
Aboriginal rock art. Now, we're not sure we're going to, as North Americans, we will be able to get to Australia yet next year, but let's see. Things are changing rapidly. Um, I haven't done this yet, but one of my colleagues said the best way to describe this is imagine the Grand Canyon flooded and exploring a flooded Grand Canyon with a small ship and then with Zodiacs and then with kayaks to get up into these little channels and these smaller canyons and going exploring that way. And then finding waterfalls mm -hmm. in this part of the world mm -hmm. and exploring it that way. Again, with nobody there, there are no big towns and, and cities and communities in this part of Australia either. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amazing. Oh, look at that. Wow. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to do this one. Oh, wow. So this is Montgomery Reef. And what happens here at Montgomery Reef is at low tide, this is actually uh, salt water. So at low tide, as the water comes down, it finds these channels and you create these rivers and waterfalls. Um, and you can actually, we take the zodiacs into them. This is not fresh water. This is not a, a river. This is a quote unquote river of salt water. Oh, wow. So an absolutely Incredible. fascinating place, Montgomery Reef. Yeah, and those <clears throat> rarely visited strings are just waterfalls. Yeah, there. yeah. And this again is out in the ocean, and as the tide drops, this water is all looking for somewhere to go, and it finds its way down these little rivulets into the main uh, stream, and then out to sea. Incredible. Very difficult to get to, so you yeah. need a small ship to do it. So. Mm -hmm. Micronesia, Melanesia, and Polynesia, again, this part of the world, super hard to get to. So from Cairns, Australia, out to Lautoka, Fiji, which is very close to Nandi, huge airport and, and plenty of airlift into uh, Nandi near Lautoka. And look at these, uh, the names of some of these islands. You've probably yeah, never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And visiting the local people and learning about their culture and mm -hmm. learning about their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because again, we're in such a small group at 144 that we're not invading their village. Right. Of course, we make arrangements ahead of time and, and we ask permission to come and visit. And we help contribute to the, the lifestyle and the overall um, well-being of the village. Because again, we've asked for permission and then we pay a head fee, a head tax, if you will, for each person to go and visit. And we're, we're given opportunities to buy uh, trinkets and things like that from them, but this is this is the real deal. Visiting these folks, but the trinkets there would be more handmade as opposed to absolutely stuff that you see at Value Village. If you you know every every time you go to visit, but uh, yep. wow, yeah, that's very very true. Yeah, mm -hmm. so these these very different dances, and every island is slightly different because of course they 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 all developed very very differently, different languages and different cultures and customs. So an absolutely fascinating part of the world. And to go snorkeling and, there or scuba diving. Oh, this, yeah, this, the, the kayaking, the snorkeling, all these opportunities. I mean, look at these beautiful little lagoons in here. Wow. Uh, Fiji to Tahiti. Mm -hmm. Again, all these little islands along the way. And just sailing through the Pacific. Mm -hmm. The night sky would be fantastic. You'd have zero light pollution looking at the southern sky rather than the northern hemisphere sky learning a little bit about uh astrology uh, uh sorry not astrology astronomy, astronomy. Uh, in that part of the world and what the mm -hmm. night sky looks like yeah so just you can see our guests snorkeling here with the zodiacs nearby if you get cold or tired you just raise your hand and the zodiac will come and pick you up perfect 
goodness me. Just yeah. stunning. Yeah. And then other side of the world, Northern Europe and the British Isles. So again, we're starting to sail in the UK again. Mm -hmm. And next year, these are some of the voyages that we're doing with the Silver Wind. So from Halifax and just outside of Halifax, I think on the second or third day of this voyage, there is going to be a total lunar eclipse and we'll be in position for the total lunar eclipse and then making our way via Iceland mm -hmm. all the way over uh, to Southampton via the Shetlands, the Orkneys, Ireland, uh, all the way to Southampton. So a pretty amazing Atlantic crossing, but an expedition mm -hmm. version of, a, of an Atlantic crossing. Lots and lots of seabirds at this time of year. It's the spring, so the seabirds are, are mating and nesting, and we'll see them by the hundreds of thousands in this part of the world as well. Fabulous. Reykjavik to Dublin. Mm -hmm. Again, seeing parts of Europe and, and even parts of the UK and the British Isles that you likely have not seen before. And, and in many cases, you cannot do without a small ship. Mm -hmm. Dublin to Lisbon. So all these little villages in France. Mm -hmm. Concarneau, Ile de Glenin, Ile au Moins, Belle Isle. Incredible places that we will likely take the Zodiacs to get into the village and go and visit mm -hmm. and uh, taste fresh oysters and uh, sample the, the ciders that they have along those coasts, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful part of the world. Whoops, sorry. Um, London to Hamburg. So right around the British Isles and then over to Hamburg. Again, a beautiful almost circumnavigation of the British Isles. And then from Hamburg to Reykjavik, so now you're seeing a different part, sort of mm -hmm. all up in here in the, the Orkneys, the Shetlands. We're visiting the Faroe Islands right. and then uh, the south coast of Reykjavik. So some beautiful parts of that part of Europe, mm -hmm. the northern Atlantic aspect. Uh, as I said, shorebirds and seabirds by the hundreds of thousands Good. in this part of the world when you go in late spring, early summer. Mm -hmm. So don't look up with your mouth open and all because you can get a little yeah. surprise. <laughs> Have your safety glasses on. That's right. <laughs> Great kayaking opportunities whenever all of the expedition ships have kayaks on board as well. And we all of the expedition ships have enough zodiacs that we can, in groups of 10, get mm -hmm. all of our guests off at the same time. Fabulous. And then the Azores, so making our way further south in Europe from Lisbon to Dakar. So this group of islands, you think of the Azores, you think of the Canaries as being quite disparate and some of the islands out here as well, uh, Madeira, um, sorry, Madeira. They are all part of a group of islands known as Macaronesia. Hmm. And this voyage visits many of those islands oh, in Macaronesia. Mm -hmm. And it's a perfect time of year in the, um, um, Gosh, I'm just blanking on the name. Sorry, the Azores, uh, to see the wildlife. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of whale watching going on at this time of year. So some great opportunities to go snorkeling with whales and, and dolphins. Visiting the coasts of some of these smaller islands in the Azores. And of course, tasting the food, meeting the locals, having these great interactions that getting to these tiny places on a small ship mm -hmm. afford us the opportunity to do. Amazing. There are some great specials right now where okay. um, some of the voyages have up to 20% savings when booked and paid for in full by 30th of November. So that still gives us another six or seven weeks. Yeah. And yeah. 
that's everything I had for wow, today. I appreciate you putting all that together. That was just stunning. And I love, I love small ships. Um, people who watch my channel know that I always say, you know, small ships is just the wave of the future. I think it's uh, great to sort of get into the areas you just can't get to. And I think it's great that Silversty has that as well. And it's just fabulous. So thank you so much for putting all that together. That's my Amazing. pleasure. Anytime. And if anybody has any questions and, and wants to get more in-depth about a particular sailing or a particular destination, please let Kathleen know and she'll reach out to me and I'm happy to speak with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody has a great week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for watching this week's cruise chat with Carl from Silver Sea Expeditions. It was amazing to see some of those itineraries. Um, those of you who are subscribed to our channel, you know that I love small ship, small ship cruising. I just love being able to get to ports that you can't get to. And I consider myself a traveler, not a tourist. So I like to go to places that don't have all, you know, just the t-shirts and the magnets and all those other small souvenirs that you end up donating and you wonder why did I buy that anyway. And uh, I just love small ship cruising and I think it's fabulous. In fact, um, my Facebook group name is Travelers Not Tourists. So if you would like to join our, our private Facebook group, head on over there and uh, come and join that. I'd love to see you there. Next week, I'm going to be meeting with Neil from Amma Waterways. It is uh, really nice to see the um, river cruise lines mixed in with the expedition as well as ocean vessels too. So I hope you're enjoying our cruise channel. Um, I love meeting with different cruise lines every week and I hope that you've subscribed to our channel and you're enjoying it too. If you have any questions at all in regards to this week's cruise chat or any of the other ones, just send me a quick email at info.planiasimchantravel.com and I'd love to help you. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you guys next week when I meet with Ammo Waterways. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.